Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Lights, Camera, Ulysses, the premier podcast on all things Joyce and Cinema. This is your host, Robert Kraut, and I'm recording today from Sandy Cove, Dublin. Just a quick shout out to the sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Mulligan and Company. For the best shaving lather either side of the River Liffey, choose Mulligan and Company. Okay, so kicking off the episode today, I want to talk about introductions, or you know, first scenes and chapters, which are critical for drawing in someone with a short attention span like myself. And I want to not only highlight how the first chapter of Ulysses, Telemachus, functions as an effective opener, but also how it functions as a very filmic opener as well. So the first thing we're going to do is ask, what is the purpose of a first scene or chapter? Now it might be tempting to answer this question in a rote manner, saying that the introduction is designed to begin the plot or introduce the characters, and this isn't necessarily wrong. However, I'd argue that Joyce and his filmmaker contemporaries use the introduction for two other functions, which are far more interesting to me than plot or character. And these functions are, one, to establish tone and mood, and two, to establish the rules of the project. So in the early 20th century, the public often consumed narratives via these Dickensian tomes, which had the luxury of being able to be read over a long period of time. However, with the advent of film, filmmakers realized that they didn't have the 20 plus hours that novelists had to convey their story to an audience. So they opted to utilize the medium of film to streamline the narrative experience. And what was at their disposal? They had visuals in order to establish a setting, and they had music to help build an ambiance. Additionally, the director was equipped with a style which dictated the rules of how these audio-visuals were used. You know, deciding where the camera was placed, how it moved, how the film was edited, among many other things. And this auteurism, as it is referred to, is what always drew me to films. Looking at one example of this, I watched the infamous and, I must say, quite racist, yet technically groundbreaking film, The Birth of a Nation. So the introduction cuts between a variety of wide shots, establishing the setting in the Old South, as somber music plays over shots of plantation homes in this town where the story unfolds. By setting it up this way, Griffiths is telling his audience that this is going to be an epic story, and panoramic in view, as his camera isn't bound to a stage, but instead drifts through many locations, panning over a wide array of scenery and characters. Back in literature, Joyce has his own epic to tell and he's tired of using the same old, trite literary techniques in order to tell it. Instead of plot, he wants to establish the general rule of Ulysses, or what I would argue is the guiding principle of the novel. And that principle is the idea of the mundane, the lived-in, and the chance to rebuild a certain time and place, Dublin, through words and movement. This is done by placing the majority of the first chapter in a confined setting, the home of Stephen Dedalus and his roommates. Nothing really happens in this first chapter, but Joyce is establishing that his novel will be all about consciousness. However, instead of interiority, this chapter's consciousness is primarily distilled from speech, as Daedalus and Mulligan exchange mundane, funny, and intellectual dialogue. And this intention to everyday dialogue placed me in the tower as I watched Joyce move his characters through the space, hearing them as they discuss day-to-day things like rent money and who's paying for the milk. Yet Joyce is doing something even more sly by staging this first scene in the tower, something that excited my filmic sensibilities. As beyond the walls of the tower, the vista of Dublin is suggested. And just as in Birth of a Nation, as Griffiths entices the audience with epic shots of the south, Joyce uses this tower as a pedestal on which to mount the camera, his reader, as he promises them a more in-depth look at the subject, Dublin. 
And this is where I first started seeing Joyce, the director, in this novel. Thank you for tuning in this week, and we'll be back with the next episode by the time Buck Mulligan has finished swimming.